people at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about, since the 19th of January, 2019, the sealing of God's people. And that reason is simply because the Lord visited us there and the word of the Lord came after about a two-hour visitation in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, after preaching to a Maasai tribal church. He said, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. A very profound word, and definitely that we're in the last of the last days. At the coming of the Lord draws nigh. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. When we look at the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and what is the sealing? And there's many different ideas of what the sealing is, uh, and the mark of the beast. There's a seal of the living God that's simply in the forehead of the servants of God. And then there's a mark of the beast in the forehead or in the right hand, uh, which the sealing of God is only in the forehead where the mark of the beast is in the forehead and or in the right hand. And we find that there is always a reason why uh, God does the things that he does and honor the Lord all his works from the beginning uh, there to the end. We see that this high calling of God in Christ Jesus, Paul wrote 14 books of the New Testament. And of those, he said in Philippians, and I'll read there, in Philippians, the third chapter, he talks about his fellowship of Christ's sufferings for the glory that will be revealed in us. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. If we're partaker of his sufferings, we'll also be partaker of the consolation. Uh, we're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his name's sake. And, of course, those that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin, First Peter 4, 1. And there in uh, verse 10, uh, Philippians 3, Paul talking, and he said uh, that, well, actually, verse 9, uh, he says, And be found in Christ, uh, from whom I have suffered the loss of all things, do count of dung, then be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Now he goes on and says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. But I follow after, if that I may apprehend that, for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count my, not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God will reveal this unto you. Paul, writing 14 books of the New Testament, attributing Hebrews to Paul, stating that he was not perfect yet. And we know that we are called to be perfected in Christ Jesus to the image of Jesus Christ. 
We have it in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which is the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, that Jesus said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father, your Father in heaven is perfect. So we are to come unto perfection to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. We also see that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Notice it's into the same image. For whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestinated, them he also called. Them that he called, he also justified. And them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less, but unto perfection, unto a perfect man as Christ is our example. We find also that in Ephesians 4.12 that he gave gifts unto men. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Now the perfecting is before the work of the ministry. And the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. The perfecting and the high calling of God is what we are to press toward that mark. That mark in Ezekiel 9 is a tav. It is the last letter of the Hebrew abecedary, which is salvation. And Jesus being the Aleph to the Tav, the Alpha to the Omega in Greek, and the A to the Z in English, all the attributes of God from the beginning to the end. He is the Almighty. As we see that Paul is going to be speaking and showing us what that calling, high calling of God is in Christ Jesus. In Revelation, we find that the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass and sit and signified it by his angel unto John. Now, what did Jesus reveal? In Revelation 1.5, we see that we're called as kings and priests into the Lord our God and we will reign in the earth. In Revelation 1.5, and Jesus Christ... The, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, God's own blood, verse 6, and has made us. Now here's the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his father, that and his Kai, even, that is, Jesus the Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, the high calling of God is the king priesthood where we will reign with Christ a thousand years in the kingdom age. Paul was going to elaborate on this to the church in Hebrews, the fifth chapter. 
And as he starts expounding on the word, he finds that they are unable to hear because they have not had enough oil in their lamps of the truth of the word. The ceiling is in the word. It's in the truth of the word that we obey unto obedience unto righteousness. And there's a word of righteousness whereby we are sealed. And we see that in Hebrews 5, Paul beginning to go into the work of the ministry, the perfecting of the saints. And this has given us to know even in the Pentecostal realm. He is revealing Melchizedek to the Hebrews in Hebrews 5. He goes on and says, talking about perfection in Hebrews 5 and verse 6. He says, As he saith also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. He's bringing Melchizedek into the topic. Melek, King, Zedek, righteous or righteousness. The word of righteousness is revealed in the king priesthood, Melchizedek. It's a different change in a priesthood from the Levitical to that after the order of Melchizedek. Now, many have seen that we are called as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. And the sealing that must take place in Revelation 7 as a sign of ownership, which is a tav in Ezekiel 9, which is the word of God, sealed by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, unto the day of redemption. If we follow him to know the Lord, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now he's going into Melchizedek. This is given in the season of Pentecost. It was given to them to know the high calling of God as king priest in the Pentecostal reign in Acts 2, in the former reign. Now, in the latter reign, in tabernacles, not Pentecost, there is the cherubim of glory that Paul will go on and discuss in Hebrews 9, talking about the worldly sanctuary that had a divine service and talks about Moses' tabernacle, a worldly tabernacle with a divine service made after the pattern in heaven shown unto Moses also to David. There we see that we find it is the Day of Atonement because we find the altar of incense within the veil, which only happens on that golden censer and that altar of incense on the Day of Atonement within the veil before the mercy seat, before the testimony, before the Ark of the Covenant. But he talks about a work there. He says that this cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat in Hebrews 9.5, of which now we cannot speak particularly. He can address the cherubim and the work of the ministry in the Pentecostal reign, in the Pentecostal season, 
Now we're on a new season. God is now revealing it. He is sealing it now to his servants by the word. And it's a word of righteousness, which is King Melech Zadok righteousness, king of righteousness, which is uh, the Lord or righteousness, uh, Jehovah Tendishkinu. What does it mean to us today? It means it's given to us even in the Pentecostal realm. In that season of Pentecost, beginning in Acts, the second chapter, that we have been in for over 2,000 years, that Paul wanted to bring this word as the king priesthood and how it applies to the body of Christ. To the Hebrews in Hebrews 5, the fifth chapter, but we find he was not able to bring it to them. See that they're dull of hearing and could not bring that word because they were not spiritually deep enough in the oil of their lamp to receive this word. As we take a good look at it, he said this Melchizedek. Now we remember that in the battle of the kings in Charlotte Lamer, and there was a rebellion in that day, in the days of Abraham, that they, the battle of the kings, and after that, uh, he sent down and received Lot uh, out and uh, uh, trained servants of Abraham. But after that, slaughter of the kings, the battle of the kings, Melchizedek meets Abraham. And when he does, he gives him both bread and wine. Bread being the body of Christ and wine being the blood, a type of. And the less is blessed of the greater. And he goes on and tells us what he can and what they're able to hear in Hebrews 5, 6, and 7. Now, as we take a look at it, this is our calling in Revelation 1, 5, and 6. He's washed us in his own blood and has made us kings and priests unto the Lord our God, and we shall reign in the earth for 1,000 years. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus and the king priesthood. When we read, he starts addressing Melchizedek. And it was given to them to know at that time because Paul was elaborating, expounding on Melchizedek. He goes on and says in Hebrews 5, 7, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared, speaking of Jesus, after the order of Melchizedek, and Jesus being our example, the way, the truth, and the life. Though he were a son, capital S-O-N, God manifest in the flesh, not the Son of God manifest in the flesh, but God manifest in the flesh, yet learned he obedience, perfected obedience, by the things which he suffered, making the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings, as we find in the next verse, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Obedience is required there. Very important. Just as Paul explained in Hebrews, to the Hebrews here in 5, 6, and 7, but also in Romans Six, whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, being carnally minded, which is death, or of obedience unto righteousness, which is a zadok, which is a king priesthood. 
unto righteousness, yielding the fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. He goes on and says that Jesus called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say. Now, Paul wanted to bring this into that body of Christ and what it meant for us in the body of Christ in this Pentecostal reign going into the season of tabernacles. But he said he could not go on and do it because they were not spiritually grown enough to receive this word, this high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And he said, speaking of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say. Many things. The things are the things of faith. Things. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it has to, and it's applicable to the body of Christ. What we have in Christ Jesus, through him and by him, after the order of Melchizedek, making the way for us to be kings and priests unto the Lord our God. He said, these things now that I want to tell you are hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. You do not have a spiritual ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You can't hear the truth of the word, and he tells them why. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers, you should be full of grown. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So he mentions Melchizedek as strong meat. But the newborn babes, they are unskillful in the word of righteousness and therefore desire the sincere milk of the word that, that they may grow thereby. So they are still on milk when they should have been teachers of the word weaned from the milk. Paul goes on and says, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. The word of righteousness is the revelation of righteousness that we have to obedience unto righteousness and that is unto holiness in Romans 6. Now we think grace is just an unmerited favor of God. We ask Jesus to come into our heart and it's simply you're saved by an intellectual consent that he is the son of God, which is the furthest thing from the truth there is. And that belief is pisteo, which is a, a little sustainable essence that is there. It is the substance of it. It is not where we have a part in it uh, there. And we somehow through our works that any holiness or righteousness is attributed to us. That's our own righteousness, which is of the law. It's nothing but filthy rags before God. But those that have the righteousness that given of God, the righteousness there of God through faith. Now that faith that was once delivered to the saints is what we, the body of Christ, has been earnestly contending for that faith that was once delivered to the saints. Paul saying, and immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in, not sparing the flock. 
apostasia. Now, there's always been a remnant that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. God's always had a people. But he did say that after his departure, grievance wolves would, wolves would come in not sparing the flock. And it's the, uh, the little foxes that destroy, destroy the vine. So it's the little things that we think mean nothing. But in our walk is disobedience unto the Lord our God. When he says, be you perfect, he means that. Being led of the Holy Ghost. Not through our own works, but leading of the Holy Ghost into obedience. So in Romans 5, we find that by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offense is of one, so also the free gift is of one. One man. A man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God had to have a man. He was amazed he could find none. We find in Isaiah 59, Isaiah 63, 5, that God was amazed and wondered he could not find a man. Took Sestana and make uh, intercession and a mediator for uh, the people. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation unto himself. That is, he, in his own body of flesh and blood, saved us, washed us in his own blood, Rome, Revelation 1 5. What did he do there? He made us, Revelation 1 6, kings and priests unto the Lord our God, and we shall reign in the earth with the Lord in the kingdom age of a thousand years. Now, in Romans 5, he said, now whereby sin reigned by death, now grace reigns. Now we're saved by grace, but it's not grace alone. Grace is effectual. It is a dynamic. It is not stagnant. It's not static. It is dynamic. It's moving. Grace is dynamic and is moving upon the heart of man, the spirit of man. And it's outward reflection in life, whereby we see the fruits of it in the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, against such there is no law. Galatians 5.22. You'll know them by their fruits, not by what they say, they draw nigh to them with the Lord with their mouth, but yet their heart far away. So the, out of the bunch of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You'll know them by their fruits. And grace there and reigns. And this doesn't say grace reigns. It said grace reigns through righteousness. Now, righteousness, the biblical righteousness, has to be understood. If grace reigns, grace itself reigns through righteousness. Romans 5, we need to know what righteousness is. Otherwise, there is no grace. Now, 1 Peter tells us, 1 Peter 1, uh, on paths 15, 16, 17, says that grace uh, comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In that final day when he's revealed, that grace, that glory will be revealed in and through the saints of God that worketh for us a more exceeding eternal weight of glory through the sufferings that we have in crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. But grace reigns through righteousness. Biblical righteousness is revealed to us in John 16. When the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and this is the word of righteousness that the, the full-grown, mature fathers grown up into him in all things 
are skilled in this word of righteousness, but not the babies. The newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness and therefore have need of milk, as Paul stated in Hebrews 5. Now, righteousness, biblical righteousness, is not just being right, as we find in a dictionary. Biblical righteousness is in in Romans 6 that we see it takes obedience unto righteousness. And the righteousness is not of the law, which is our own righteousness, trying to fulfill the law in our own fleshly ways by that law of the flesh, but is fulfilled by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus by faith. Be found in God, having not mine own righteousness, Paul said, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. Now, the righteousness of God by faith And that faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which must be obeyed, not in our works, but in the leading of the Holy Ghost through him, by him, and in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that righteousness in John 16, when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin, Jesus said, because they believe not on me. And of righteousness. Now here we go with righteousness. Because I go to my Father, now, we find in John 16, he proceeded from the Father, came from God, came into the world, and died, was buried, and rose again, death, burial, and resurrection, and went back to the glory of the Father, being glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. And we have many that study Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, Chaldee, Latin, and whatever the case may be, and still do not understand the fundamentals of righteousness by faith. And what do we mean by that? It's a word of righteousness. Many people are familiar with the word of faith, which is not even in thy mouth, that if I confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart, that's pisteo, believe. It is, uh, it, it's, it's the status and not, and uh, it's not transcendent. It, we do not have a part in that righteousness. It's holy of God, through God, and by God himself. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So what is righteousness? When the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of righteousness. Because I go to my Father. And he expounds on that. And said, I proceeded from the Father, came into the world, and I go back to my Father. If he proceeded from the Father, and this is where the body of Christ has moved the definition and the revelation of Christ to the Son of God is come in the flesh rather than God himself is come in the flesh. The Father revealed. And that is an antichrist, which the Lord God is calling his people out now into the true revelation of Christ, the revelation of Jesus. And in order for that to happen, we have to understand righteousness. Righteousness is, the biblical righteousness is, that Jesus proceeded from the Father. If we have water proceeding from a waterfall, and it goes into the river, and then when it is in that river, it's the same water that was proceeding from, that it proceeded from. If he proceeded from the Father, 
and that is the word, which is the Father. The Father sent his word and healed him. The word was made flesh. The beginning uh, was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. What? And God said. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit bara, Elohim eight, Hashemayim, Bayadayarts. Seven Hebrew words. And how did he do it? And God said, let there be light. Well, is the word different? Is that the sun? No. That's the word. That's the same office of the Spirit as the Father, except the Word is the expression office of the Spirit, same Spirit as the Father, which is the administrative office of the Spirit. Then in all things, Father is the administrator. The Word, however, is the same Spirit, not another Spirit. And that's where the body of Christ in a Protestant religion has moved the revelation of Christ and it has something in lieu of that. Something in lieu of that real revelation of Christ. Which has not been understood in righteousness. And I'm afraid that we're still babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby because we're not skillful in the word of righteousness which is Jesus proceeded from the Father. He is the Father revealed in the world. He proceeded from the Father, went back to the Father. There is not a separate spirit there. That's righteousness. Righteousness, he will prove the world of righteousness. And righteousness is that he is the Father, proceeded from the Father, and came into the world, which is his word, which is the same spirit as the Father. And Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Believe me that I'm in the Father and Father in me. Well, somebody said, well, no, we taught that's the Son of God came. God the Father told God the Son to come and die for the sin of the world. Now we have uh, literally overturned righteousness and moved it from the glory of God himself to a second person of the Godhead that does not exist. But it seems right to a man. God sent his son, thinking that's another spirit. No. How did God send forth his son? Galatians 4, verse 4, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Now, made of a woman. What was made of a woman? It was of the Holy Ghost. The word was made flesh. Emmanuel, God with us, not son of God with us. And we have literally taking the everlasting father and made him an everlasting son that he existed with the father before the foundation of the world, which is totally an error. And now God is revealing that to those that have a, an ear to hear the truth, what the spirit is saying to the churches. We have to get back on that foundation, which is the word of righteousness. And that righteousness is, John 16, he proceeded from the Father, came into the world, died, buried, rose again, and went back to the glory. The same glory he had put off and made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6. That same glory he took back. John 17, 5. Glorified by the Father's own self. Revelation 3, 21. That he overcame. Where did you go, Jesus? And him set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. Not beside it, not around it, in it. Why? Because 
He says in John 16, at that time when I'm glorified, I've gone back to my former glory. I had the glory. I made myself of no reputation, laid aside my glory, Philippians 2, 6. Just like the high priest did in Leviticus 16 on the Day of Atonement, the high priest took off his garments of glory and beauty. He did not cease and desist from being the high priest. He just literally changed his garments, took off the garments of glory and beauty and laid them aside in the sanctuary, the holy place, and took upon him the linen breeches, the linen garments, the linen mitre. He became one with the people. The same our great high priest did for us, for you and me. That's righteousness. This is the word of righteousness. And when he did that, Jesus, God himself, made himself of no reputation. Philippians 2, 6, laid aside his garments of glory and beauty. He laid aside his glory, put a self-imposed limitation upon himself. Why? To work as a man. A man loves that only a man can redeem us back. And Isaiah 63, 5, God said, that's me. Isaiah 43, 10, that is the servant. The servant, the man, Christ Jesus, is the Lord God Almighty. He is the Tetragrammaton. He is the yod He is the Yehovah. He is Yahweh. He is the Lord Jehovah El Shaddai, God Almighty. Isaiah 43.10, thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty himself, the Spirit. Going to heaven, I'm there. Going to hell, I'm there. Where's the house you'll build me, David? He is that Lord, that invisible spirit that is omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, almighty, uh, all-knowing, and present everywhere. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, that invisible spirit, the almighty God, the invisible God. He said, Thus saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen. Not thus saith the Lord, I am your Savior. He said, thus saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen. Somebody said, well, that's definitely two. And my servant whom I have chosen. Nope, we don't have that revelation of righteousness. We don't have that word of righteousness. We're not full grown yet. We're still babies on the milk, Paul said in Hebrews 5. We're unskillful in that word of righteousness. Well, what is it? What is the word of righteousness? What is righteousness? Well, to understand the, the word of righteousness, we have to know what righteousness is. Biblical righteousness. Not from a dictionary somewhere, from man's vocabulary and definition of a word. We're talking about biblical righteousness. What is it? And which grace reigns through that, only through that, that it reigns through righteousness. Well, we certainly need to know what righteousness is. And we know it's attributed by faith because the righteousness of God, by faith. We know that. Just as Paul said in, in Philippians to the church of Philippi. I'm not perfect yet. I've served the loss of all things. who counted but dumb. And I might win Christ and be found uh, there not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith. The righteousness which is attributed to us by faith. Yes, and that's a word of righteousness because he's there before runners already entered in. We can because he's the way, truth, and life and he's already made the way for us and leads us into all truth. 
And what is that word of righteousness? What is that that righteousness whereby grace reigns through righteousness? Well, righteousness is simply in John 16. Jesus said, I proceeded from the Father and I go back to my Father. The Holy Ghost will reprove the righteousness Reprove the world of righteousness because I go back to my Father. I'm not staying here. I'm going back, sitting down with the Father, my Father, he says, in his throne. Everything that he laid aside, he's taken back. And not as a son, but revealed as God himself, the Father of glory, to the glory of the Father. He didn't go to the glory of the Son. He went to the glory of the Father. What glory? Glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. Revelation three twenty one. Set down with the Father in his throne. 1 Timothy six fifteen and 16. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. What is that potentate? The omnipotent, almighty, Revelation 1.8, which is which, uh, which uh, Jesus Christ, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, the Omnipotent. Jesus Christ is that Omnipotent God. You're telling me the Son is the Father. Yes, the Son is the Father revealed. That's right. He is the image of the invisible God. And you see that in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand. Not some denominational creed. Not some catechism. Not some, this is our, uh, uh, this is our doctrinal statement. And we abide by this, uh, uh, these doctrines of dogma. No. Are these creeds? No. We believe God that you may know and believe me and understand God said that I, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, am he. Now we're getting into the true Melchizedek. And to understand Melchizedek, he said you can't do it as babies. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They cannot know it. And this was to be revealed in the Pentecostal realm. We're not even into the tabernacle realm of the revealing of the cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat, which Paul at that time could not speak particularly because he was in a Pentecostal season. We're not even to that. We're in a Pentecostal realm that it was given to him to, them to know, but he said, I'm trying to give it to you, but it's hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing, for when you ought to be teachers, you should know what I'm saying in this word of righteousness but you're unable to hear it. You have need to be taught again the first principles of the oracles of God. You're still babies that are in need of milk. So you can still grow thereby. You can't even uh, stand before and eat at the table of the Lord in meat, eating his flesh, drinking his blood. The Melchizedek ministry is wine and bread. Blood, the blood and the body of Jesus. But they can't do it. They couldn't do it. And Paul, it was, it was a serious rebuke in Hebrews 5. Now Paul goes on and tries to elaborate what he can to them and what they're able to hear. But he tells them, you're unskillful in the word of righteousness. You, you are babes. You have need of milk and not of strong meat. 
You're not weaned from the milk yet. He said, these things are hard to be uttered. You're not able to hear them. Because it's unskillful in the word of righteousness. Righteousness is how grace reigns. If, if the Antichrist, if the devil, in the spirit of the Antichrist, can move us off of that rock, the revelation of Christ, in any way, shape, form, adding to or taking away from Christ, then he has us in something in lieu of Christ. And in the Protestant world, in the God-man, in the Chalcedonian definition of 451 A.D., we have done that in the God-man. And he walked on the water. He's God. When he was worried with his journey, he's man. No. He worked salvation as a man because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. Romans 5. And then, how did he become a man? Well, he made himself of no reputation. He laid aside his glory. Philippians 2.6. And when he did that, he became a man and in under the law, not above it, and Adam after the fall. You see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? The word and through Mary, the seed of the woman, was made flesh. The word made flesh, the Son of God has two components. Number one, he's the Spirit of God without measure. Number two, in a body of flesh and blood, in the days of his flesh. He became one of us, just as the high priest did in Leviticus 16, put off his garments of glory and beauty, put on the linen garments, become one with the people, worked on their behalf after all the sacrifices were done on the Day of Atonement. And that young kipper, then he took back off the linen garments, never to be worn again, one and one time only, and put back on his garments of glory and beauty. Your Lord, your great high priest did the same for you. And uh, he became one of us. He made himself of no reputation. He took on him the form of a servant. Who is that servant? Isaiah 43.10 says it's the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty himself, not the Son of God, God himself, the Lord. That you may know and believe me and understand, I am he. Beside me, there was no other God formed, neither shall be after me. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood so he could redeem us that were under the law. Well, to do that, he had to literally, and that kenosis made himself of no reputation, used one time in the word of God. Literally means laid aside his glory, made himself of none effect. Literally would not work his spirit, but as a man of flesh and blood. And as a man fulfills the law, and as he crucifies his own flesh with the affection and the lust of, by uh, his sufferings, then the Spirit of God can break through, but not, but not breaking his own law. As a man fulfills the law, then the Spirit of God could break through him, and that will not happen until age 30, because the high priest takes his office at age 30. Numbers 4 tells us the high priest takes his office at age 30. Jesus will not begin his ministry until age 30. Why? Because he's fulfilling the law as a man on our behalf. But after he's fulfilled that law, he's going to take that wall, that middle wall of partition that divides God from all mankind. And he's going to take the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making peace, and of the twain, God and all mankind, making one new man. 
Who is that man? That man is a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, that first man, Adam, was made a living soul. What about that second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ? He was made a quickening spirit. Therefore, righteousness is he came from the Father. That's the height of Christ. He is the Father of glory. He is that spirit. Jesus is that Christ. He is that Hamashiach. He is that Messiah. In 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, it tells us right there who Christ is. At the old Peter telling in his epistle that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit, God himself, of Christ that was in them. Samuel, Jer- Samuel Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to, uh, to Malachi. The Spirit of Christ that was in them. The king, priest, and prophet had to be anointed of all, and the Spirit of God would move. Well, what? The Spirit of Christ. That Spirit is a capital S. That is nothing other, none other than Jesus Christ Himself, God Himself, Jehovah Himself. And that's before Abraham was, I am, Jesus said. He rejoiced to see my day and saw it. There, Jesus. All things were made by him, Colossians 1, 16 and 17, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers. All things, visible and visible, were made by him, for him and for his good pleasure. Jesus Christ, he is that spirit. Now we're getting righteousness. What is righteousness? That he is God. That's the height of him. What's the depth? He made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, made in the likeness of man. What kind of a man? Well, he's on our behalf and in our behalf. For as much then as the children, protectors of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. God took part of the same. Then in all things he was made like unto his brethren, Hebrews 2. Because they're all of one, he's not ashamed to call us brethren. He became one of us. There in Hebrews 4.15, tempted all points like as we are yet without sin. And one of us and under the law. Hebrews 4, verse 4, God, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman. What's the son? The word made flesh. Well, the son didn't exist in heaven. The son came into existence 2,000 years ago when God took on a body of flesh. And they says there before him, there was no God formed, metamorph, neither shall be after him, Isaiah 43, 10. Here's your Philippians 2, 6-8, telling you how God himself works salvation in and of himself alone. And there you have righteousness. Because in John 16, he says he proceeded from the Father. He is that spirit. He's in the form of spirit. He's in the form of God. Makes himself of no reputation. Literally lays aside his glory. A self-imposed limitation and takes upon him the form of a servant. Who's that servant? The Lord Jehovah himself, God Almighty, Isaiah 43.10. And that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Beside me there is no other God. I am the Lord thy Savior, God thy Redeemer, Isaiah 43.10 on. The Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. That's where we moved it over. 
thinking that there's three persons in a Godhead, which is a total lie. It's an antichrist. Well, God's calling the ones that are sincere out of that into the truth, into the true Christ. Well, Christ at the height, he is the father of glory. He is that spirit. And in his, the depth of Christ, he became a man. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made in under the law, not above it and under it, that he could redeem us that were under the law. Then he died, buried, rose again, and went back to the Father, not beside him, not around him, but to the Father. And notice that Jesus said that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I'll do it. But he said, the time will come, you will ask in my name, and I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. John 16. Why? Because the Father hath loved me and has given all things unto me. All power in heaven and earth is given unto the Lord Jesus that did not leave the Father powerless. He literally glorified back with the glory that he had before the foundation of the world. John 17, 5, Jesus Christ. Who is he? Well, in the days of his flesh, he's one of us. Emptied out of glory, fulfilling the law as a man. How high is he? He's God Almighty. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. What's the length and breadth of, of uh, Christ? Well, he's now in us. The body of Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the height, depth, length, and width of Christ that you may give, be given uh, this grace also to understand this mystery. It is a mystery. True it is. Mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Jesus speaking in prayer, parables. But in John 16, he said, I'll speak them no more to you in parables. By that time, I'm going to show you plainly of the Father. When I'm glorified, I'll show you that I am him. And I'll say not, I'll pray the Father for you. Because all the Father has, he's been given unto me. Therefore, I say not that I'll pray the Father for you. He is the Father. Always has been. The Son is the Father revealed. Well, why did he do that? He added to himself the form of a servant made in the likeness of man, being found in fashion as a man, fashioned as a man, humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, to the glory of the Father. He went to the glory of the Father, not to the glory of the Son. Glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. Now we're getting the word of righteousness. And God is seeking out those in the body of Christ and that in different ministrations, but one spirit, that those that are skillful in the word of righteousness. That is the order of Melchizedek. That is what Paul was trying to give to the church in Hebrews 5. Saying it's, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to be uttered seeing you're dull of hearing. You're babes. You're unskillful in this word I'm trying to give you. The word of righteousness. What's that righteousness? That he is God. He proceeded from the Father and went back to the Father. Well, Jesus in the days of his flesh, he said, no man knows the hour of my coming. Not, not, the, not me nor the angels, but only, only my Father which is in heaven. But in John 16, the disciples said, no, we now we know you came from God. 
and you know all things. You know exactly when you're coming back because you know all things now. You're glorified with the Father's own self. You're the Father revealed. You are that blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, the omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent everywhere. God Almighty. Yes. Sit down with the Father in his throne. Revelation 3.21. Everybody's got him around it somewhere. Some man sitting up there. Not giving him that he is the, he is the quickening spirit. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. And how, how, how did he go? In his humiliation, he became one of us. A man of Adam and under the law. How high did he go? Well, he came from God, went back to God. He is the Spirit of God, went back to it. And what, if you shall see the Son of Man ascend back up to where he was before. Where was he? God Almighty, one throne in heaven, not two, not three. And Jesus is set down with the Father in that throne, glorified by the Father's own self. Well, he's the blessed and only potentate. First Timothy six fifteen. The only potentate's a capital P because that's the Almighty. The blessed and only potentate. It's a Jesus only doctrine. That's the doctrine of Christ that God has literally stated to bring to his people and a commandment. See my people by my word. And that sealing is uh, only in and by Christ. The sealing is Christ. But if we moved away from that foundation, then we've got a false Christ. We have something in lieu of it. Well, Christ is that spirit. First Peter 1, verse 10, 11 says that the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. That spirit's a capital S. That's God Almighty. When he prophesied, when he testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. That's not Christ Jr. That Christ, that spirit, will add to himself a body of flesh and blood. That's the reason Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body, John 2, except he be God. Well, he is God. He did it. He's declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Jesus said, you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And Jesus said, 46 years in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He did raise up the temple of his own body. Now, righteousness, the word of righteousness, leads us into that Melech Zadok, righteous. King of righteousness, Melchizedek. And that's where we should have been and knowing in the Pentecostal season, now we're in another season of tabernacles and we're still having to play catch up because we're still babes in need of milk and unskillful in this word of righteousness because we don't know that Jesus is the Father of glory that manifested himself in a body of flesh as the Son of God, died, buried, rose again, and went back to his former glory, glorified with the Father's own self. And now, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son 
only one spirit, into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because the Son, Christ, is uh, that Son, that Spirit. And that's Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, that's the mystery of Christ. 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar, but he that denieth Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist. I didn't say it. John did in his epistle. 1 John 2.22. It says, Who is the liar but he that not that Jesus is the Christ? Christ is the Father. He is that invisible spirit. Christ is the Son, which is that invisible spirit made visible. Same spirit, just now you can see it. It's literally manifest in a man. God manifests in the flesh. That's the mystery of God in this 1 Timothy 3.16. Now, when you start seeing this, you'll say, well, then why? Why did he pray to the Father? Because he's emptied out of glory so he can fill the laws of man. But God, even though he is manifest in the flesh, still has to fulfill, fulfill the law as a man of flesh and blood, just like us. A man and under the law. Then after he fulfills it, he makes himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6, to become that man. Then after he fulfills that law, and nothing worthy of death is found in him, the perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God fulfills that law, takes the ordinances of that cross, nails it to his cross, the ordinances of the law, excuse me, nails it to his cross, thereby breaking down that middle wall of partition, going back glorified with the Father's own self. Now has sent forth his spirit, which is the Father in us, Christ in us. And that's the reason it says there, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all, and in us all, the Father of glory. There's only one Holy One of Israel, God Himself. Isaiah 43. 10 on tells you he is the Holy One. Not a Holy Trinity, the Holy One. The Father, the Lord, the Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant is but one. I am he. I am that man. That man is God. Well, in the days of his flesh, he was one of us. Well, he had to empty out of glory to become one of us, fulfill the laws of man, and he can go back to where he was before. That's exactly what righteousness is and he said now you ask me and I say not I'll pray the father for you because the father's left me given all things to me I have now been glorified with the father's own self redeeming us where we can have now fellowship with God that's righteousness now, now the ones that are full grown and are weaned from the milk are skillful in that word of righteousness. They understand he's the father. That is the Melchizedek ministry, which we will partake of as kings and priests unto the Lord our God. And that was given to them in the Pentecostal season. Now we'll get into the mysteries of the cherubim and the work of the ministry in later podcasts. 
that what we are called for in that higher glory. And it is amazing. And it's something new that's never, ever been done before in the Kainos, a new thing that God will do in and through the body of Christ. But we have to get on the right foundation first and understand the word of righteousness in order that we might have the faith and be found in this righteousness of God by faith. And that righteousness is that he is God, came into the world, manifested himself, God manifest in the flesh, and then died, buried, rose again, and went back to his former glory. Then gave us of his spirit, the spirit of the Son, the spirit of the Father is one and the same. Galatians 4, 6. Now he's got it to us through God be willing himself to humble himself, make himself of no reputation, to literally take on a body of flesh and blood and die for us. That's 1 John 3.16. Hereby perceive the love of God because he, God himself, laid down his life for us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Somebody said, well, I follow a man that knows all the Greek and all the Hebrew, and he says there's uh, three of them. Well, friend, I don't care how much righteousness that you think is uh, there, it, that's of the law. That's a deception. You may understand everything of Greek, Hebrew, uh, Chaldee, Latin, whatever the case is. But in two, you are skilled in that word of righteousness, that Melchizedek and what you're called for. And that is through the revelation of Christ, not of anything of us. Nothing can be attributed to us. It's not transcendent. It is static. It is status. It is uh, a state of being in believing it's all it's not transcendent we have nothing in it it's all by christ in christ and through him alone and that is christ in you the hope of glory just as paul said i was crucified with christ nevertheless i live yet not i well then paul who's living yet not i but christ liveth in me and the life i now live i live by that faith of the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me where did you get that faith God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We can't even say we have the faith. God gave us the faith. We can't say that we love God first. Not that we first loved God, but he first loved us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There is the word of righteousness, which is revealed in the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, the Melchizedek king priesthood that we are all called for. Revelation 1, 6 is kings and priests and we will reign in the earth with our Lord. When his name's one, one over the earth and his name one. One king over the earth and his name one, Zechariah 14. Not three, his name one. And on his vesture dipped in blood, his name's called the word of God. He is the word of God. He is the father of glory. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, which is the omniscient, omnipresent God. All-knowing, all-powerful, and every, ever-present. Everywhere. Who only hath immortality. Enoch didn't have immortality. He said he went to heaven. No, he didn't. We'll get into that. The ministry of Enoch, why he's 300 years old, 300 being the number of the man child caught up to God into his throne. Elijah, Ezekiel, being caught up by the lock of his hair between uh, heaven and earth. 
and how you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness, translated from the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of his dear son. The only way we get to the Father is through the Son. The Father is the invisible spirit. The Son is that invisible spirit manifest. So there we're getting into the Melchizedek. And we find in that Melchizedek, that king priesthood has two things. That's given to the seed of Abraham. Not to Abraham only, but the seed of Abraham, which is wine, the blood of Jesus, and bread. Except we eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, we have no life. And that is John 6. John 16 tells us what righteousness is. And the Holy Ghost is now reproving the world of righteousness because we've erred from the faith. And we wonder why did these things befall us? Well, tribulation worketh patience, patience worketh experience, experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Why famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast? To destroy mankind? No. So that we can have a tap on our shoulder and say, Look unto God that made you, your Creator. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste of the heavenly gift and the powers of the world to come. The word of righteousness is in the Melchizedek ministry. Kings and priests unto the Lord your God. Now there's much else can be said on that. Tune into the podcast. There's much more to come. In the Melchizedek, there is a son of Shem. And uh, we find that Melchizedek, there first is Melchiz, Melchizedek, king, righteousness, is king of peace. And that is Shalom. And it ushers in the body of Christ until the place where Jesus has already entered in through obedience unto righteousness, where the forerunner, our Lord Jesus Christ, in the, as a man, has made the way for us as flesh and blood living souls that were under sin and now been uh, translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That translation is the same as Enoch Elijah. Same thing as Ezekiel that we're going to see. We will we'll give a podcast of that holy. It's, uh, it, it's rather time consuming, but we want you to understand. And please hear, we're nothing but uh, a shoe shine boy. Pop the rag and shine your shoes. That's all we do. That's what God has called us to do. Seal my people by my word. Not of our word, his word. We're just messengers. Uh, there, no, None of our righteousness or our holiness that uh, he has called us to do this. It's simply a servants to the, the, to the body of Christ. And God is doing it. He's doing it now, neighbor. So take a look at it. Seek God with all the heart. And he will reveal that Melchizedek. And then we'll get into, this is known to us right now in the Pentecostal realm. But now we're in the season of tabernacles. It is imperative we get this knowledge of uh, what is righteousness. You see in 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar but he that not that Jesus is the Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit. Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Son of Man. He is Antichrist. Why? Because he's denied Christ. He's denied the Father. Somebody said, how can he deny the Father? He denied Christ. Christ is the Father. 
So he that denied that Jesus is the Christ has denied the Father, because Christ is the Father. And he's also denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Christ is the Son of God, which is the Father revealed, Jehovah Lord God, revealed in a body of flesh and blood. And you'll find that mystery of God and the Father of Christ. Colossians 2, 1 through 9. You'll find it First 1 Timothy 3, 16. You'll find it in, in John 8, 24. Except you believe that I am he, the Father. You shall die in your sins. John 10, 30. I am my Father one. Just on and on and on. John 14. You see me, you've seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Philip? Show us the Father. Hello. Have I been with you? And yes, thou hast, hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me, seen the Father. The words that I speak are not mine. The Father dwelleth in me. He's the one doing the work. You have to understand, Jesus became a man to save us under the law. The Spirit did. Manifest in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Now we're getting into the ministry of Melchizedek. The king priesthood and the overcomer. And that is going from little children unto young men. We'll get into that in the next podcast, Lord willing. And uh, if you, uh, if this has been a blessing. If you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Some of you have written in, you've asked some questions, and uh, we explain uh, the, these eternal offices is but one spirit. There is but one spirit. All the offices of God, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Elohim, El Shaddai, uh, Son of God, Son of Man, is but one spirit. But what that spirit is doing in function, if he's saving you, it's a son of God. It's a spirit revealed in a body of flesh for us. Son of man, that's a kingdom office. It's the, the father, that is the administrative office. Word, that's the expression office of the same one spirit. Holy Ghost, that's a power office of the one spirit. That is God himself. Jehovah, that's yod ha the tetragrammaton. That's Jesus. He is the A to the Z, the Alpha to the Omega. He is the Aloft to the Tav, Psalm 119. He is all in all. He is the Father of glory. The Son of God is the Father revealed. We find that in Isaiah 9, 6. That child that is born, the son that is given to us, and the government that shall rest upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. He is the Everlasting Father. Not the Everlasting Son. The Prince of Peace, Isaiah 9, 6. Well, never you have questions, be sure and uh, notify us. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Friend, we have our gift offer this month. Gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ, which is essential for sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers, and then final fathers. Having their father's name written in their foreheads, I think you'll find it a blessing to you. Eight DVDs will have two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code says 75606. That's Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or Visit our website, dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. Request your copy, eight DVDs, on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mention offer 1001. That's 1001. 
for your gift of $100 or more, and we'll get it right out to you. Again, that's the Revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs, over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs, over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it, or gift offer for this month, gift offer 1001-1001, request the Revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606, or the website, dentispirit.org, or sealinggodspeople.org. I know it'll be a blessing to you. Until the next time, Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.